Welcome to the Artist Mentorship Podcast, powered by Marketing with Wisdom. We're here to help Christian artists and songwriters connect, cultivate, and collaborate. I'm Kennedy. And I'm Tyler. Let's get started. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Welcome back. Happy Monday, everybody. Oh, you know, how's everybody doing? How are you doing, Miss Kennedy? Um, doing great. It's the start of another week. Um, I'm hoping that we're getting closer to fall. You know, I know we are getting closer to fall. The weather is still in summer mode. And for those of us who don't live near a beach, this is just absolutely miserable. True, true. And I am just dying for some cooler weather, even just a few minutes per day. At this point, it doesn't matter what time you wake up or how late you go out. It is just stinking hot uh, in Tennessee. So, and quarantine has only made summer feel all the more eternal because there's just not much you can do. The sun has been our only friend. Yeah, and... He's an interesting friend. I think I'd be okay seeing him less um, because it's so, like, all the activities you can do to socially distance are outside, and outside is just a miserable place to be right now. So I am looking forward to the weeks uh, coming forward when we're in fall. Yes. Fall is the time. It really is. Fall is the time. Football or no football, it is the time. I'm just going to have to watch, like, ESPN Classics. Uh, I think everyone is. I'm going to make believe. I'm going to find one I haven't seen before. (laughs) Act like it's a really big deal and I'm very invested. (laughs) So speaking of fall, moving into cooler weather, we thought there was a cool idea for us (laughs) to talk to you about today. And that is a new release checklist. Yes. All the things that you can do to set yourself up for success if you have a new song coming out. Um, There are things you can do to really make sure that you've done all your prep work to give your song its best chance at early success. Yes. I know for me personally, if I, and I think you can relate to this as well, Miss Kennedy, is that sometimes you will spend so much time, so many hours writing a song, recording the song, working on, you know, all of these facets of the song or of the album. And by the time it's time to release it, you're done with the red tape. You are mentally exhausted. You just Mm -hmm. want to get it out. You don't care anymore. And this checklist is really going to help you understand that there are um, pieces to the puzzle to making sure that your song or your album has the best chance to really gain influence to its full capacity. Yeah. After all that work, I know that there is a sense of just wanting to get it out into the world so you can finally, like, you've done all of the hard work. And it's fun at first, but it's one of those things that once it's over, you really want the gratification absolutely, of finally, and the reward of finally, my song is out there, it's resonating with people. Um, But after all that hard work, I always want to remind people that patience is an artist's best friend. Because after you've done all that, you don't want to send it out there into the world for a couple hundred streams, when if you had given yourself four weeks prep time, you'd have thousands without trying. Absolutely. So we want to make sure that even at the most minimal amount of effort, you know what small steps you can take, uh, or larger steps that you can take to set yourself up for a win. I love it. Now, our first checkpoint is is going to kind of be a thread that goes throughout all of the other checkpoints. And basically, the idea of this first one is you have to decide what it is you're wanting, okay? You have to decide what it is you want. And this is what I mean by that. So often, artists think they know what they want until they're not getting the results they want. And then that is when the reality kind of rises to the top of what they were actually looking for Mm -hmm. the entire time. 
you know, they say that it's just for the art. It's just, you know, I just kind of wanted to release this song. But it's not just about that when the rubber meets the road because they actually wanted to get on a very specific Spotify playlist or maybe they wanted to gain influence in the CCM realm or maybe they wanted to come off a little bit more of a deep artist and for some reason it's making them look a little cheesy when that's not what they were going for. And through the following checkpoints, we really want you to keep in your brain what it is that you are actually wanting to achieve with the music that you are releasing, because that is what makes the biggest difference in where one side of the coin leans or the other. And so uh, first, after that. After that, we want to talk about the basics. So for some of you who are kind of a pro in this area at this point. I think if you're a pro, you may not be listening to this, but um, so I'm going to Unless you're a smart pro. Unless you're a smart pro that wants to keep learning. Yes. Um. So this, some of this may be on the more basic side, but I work with new artists every single day, and I'm always so surprised to find out that some of the most basic things or things we would think don't even need mentioning, people don't know about. So we're going to start from there because these will revolutionize your life if this is the first time you're hearing about them. Yeah. The first thing that I want to talk about is Spotify for artists. So if you are a new artist, um, a lot of people think you can't gain access to your artist profile until your song comes out. That is not true. So the first thing you want to do if you don't already have access to your Spotify for Artists is contact your distributor, whether that's DistroKid, TuneCore, CD Baby, anything, anything private. Um, You want to contact them and ask for your URI. And you can use that code to go ahead and gain access to your Spotify for Artists ahead of time. Here are the bonuses with this. Number one, you can use the pitch tool. The pitch tool is an amazing thing that Spotify came out with um, in recent years that kind of leveled the playing field as much as it can be leveled between indie and major artists where you can uh, have the opportunity to submit your song and everybody has a chance. Yeah. So you're submitting your song to editorial playlists, so the Spotify official playlist for review and consideration. So this doesn't mean you're going to make it. The chances are definitely on the slimmer side, but you are at least making sure your name is in the hat. If you don't submit your song through the pitch tool, it's not even considered. Mm -hmm. Um, And we have artists all the time, not even that are new, um, but that have done like 10 releases and have never used the pitch tool. So that is a free resource that costs you absolutely nothing, just waiting. Another bonus of that is even if you don't get to editorials, if you submit with that pitch tool at least seven days before your um, release, that song is going to go into all of your followers' release radar playlist. Mm -hmm. Followers' release radar playlist. That was a little hard to say. But you killed Um, it. Thank you. I got there eventually. (laughs) Um, And that oftentimes for artists is thousands of effortless streams that are going to help maximize those initial days of streaming. And you don't want to miss out on that. Another thing uh, that when you have access to your artist profile is that you can spice up that profile. Yeah. And this is, this is a point that a lot of people miss. Yeah. A lot of people think it only matters about the music. Nobody looks at that because you don't look at that. I personally don't look at that a lot unless I'm just kind of evaluating an artist. But you do look at it a lot? I do look at it. Yeah. Well, I I have found both with Spotify uh, editorial curators and independent curators, they care. Mm-hmm. Spotify oftentimes, if they're kind of caught between, are like, hey, this song sounds intriguing. I wonder what this person's like. 
uh, will go visit the, the artist profile to find out more about you, your style identity, your brand as an artist. And independent curators really do care about you as a person. Mm -hmm. They oftentimes want to know the story behind the song. And I will tell you from experience, I have had independent curators tell me the reason they rejected a song is because the artist profile was so poor. Yeah. And I know that seems so crazy, but they're like, I didn't, it obvious, it's obvious they don't care mm -hmm. because there's not a, there's not a bio, there's not a picture, their socials aren't there. And that's just another way you can keep the train going and the funnel going for fans. They find the song you like, then they can instantly click your Instagram and follow you. Mm -hmm. They can click all these things. You want to make sure that you're making it as easy as possible for people to love your music and support you. Yeah. And I once heard somebody talking about Spotify for Artists pages and they said a lot of times what you cut yourself off from is the reality of realizing that that is an additional social media platform mm -hmm. that your social uh, that your Spotify artist pl page it's hard to say it right? is i know i've 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 we're saying, we're saying a lot of stuff i've ingested whatever was <laughs> happening it must be something in the room it's that summer it's got to go it is so uh uh, they were talking about how your Spotify artist page serves as an additional social media platform. Well, what do you do with a normal social media platform? You don't treat it like a website. You don't treat it like something, well, I'll just kind of update it and then I'll visit it, you know, in six months. No, what you do is, is you're updating the pictures, you're updating the bio, you're telling people on other platforms to follow you on that platform. You have to treat it the exact same way. That's great. Because you, you're cutting yourself off from the possibility of what people can really ingest through more of a social media filter through your artist page than just, uh, you know, because I know it naturally feels kind of greasy, like, hey, I got music, check out my music, and you kind of feel like a salesman. But the reality is, is if they go to your artist page and it gives more of a vibe of either something, if, if it's easier for you to relate to it being more like a Tumblr page or something yeah. like that, do whatever it takes to make your brain react more to it being a social media platform instead of just a place where somebody can stream music. Yeah, being aware of that. I think that's a great point um, because even that activity, uh, I think that activity within your artist profile can speak volumes to Spotify as this person is active. This person is putting forth effort and trying and making sure they're being being proactive and, and trying to boost their account. Absolutely. So I think that can help you a lot. Um, and and then one other quick point with that, as we were talking earlier about making sure that you know what you want, you have to specify what kind of artist you want to be on your artist page. When somebody goes to your artist page and they've never heard your music, do they know who you are based on the visuals? Because you got to be really careful. If you are trying to be more of a edgy, artistic artist, then when I go to your Spotify artist page, it doesn't need to look very clean cut and CCM style. Yeah. It needs to have a very artsy profile pic, the background pic, all of that stuff needs to match the vibe. Yeah, the ex cohesive exactly. style. Exactly. The exact same if you are Southern Gospel or if you are whatever, it needs to match the vibe so that way everything from sound to visuals correlate. Yeah. Another thing that you can do um, to help bring that personality to life, because in this modern music age that we've talked about so often, people really do want to connect with more than just your song. Mm -hmm. They want to know you as a person. And uh, a big way that you can help shine your personality shine while also um, promoting your songs is creating playlists on your artist profile. Yes. 
creating playlists that not only feature your songs, like if you created, you know, Summer Road Trip, that it features some of your songs, but it also has other artists that you love mm-hmm. that you feel like your fans would connect with. If they like your music, they would also like this. Yeah. And that way, you're not only creating some camaraderie within within the artists that you like, but you're also supporting your music, giving people a taste of your personality, uh, and growing a new audience yeah, that, that that's way. That's awesome. I love that. Um, we mentioned curators. And if you're unfamiliar with what a curator is, it's just a person who makes a playlist. So editorial curators are those who make them for Spotify. Independent curators are people like you and me who have a Spotify account and we make playlists. Woo! Woo! So, um, I'm a curator. I'm a curator too. Wow. You're you, probably a curator. Yeah. Congrats. Um, so playlist pitching um, is a service that we offer here. And it is one of our most popular things and one of the most rewarding things we do with clients. Yeah. Um, if you have a budget to work with, I can't recommend this service enough, um, especially for new artists. Mm-hmm. The the idea that you're giving yourself, um, you're just giving yourself a leg up, an mm-hmm. opportunity to give yourself a better chance. 40,000 songs are submitted to Spotify every single day. Wow. And that's actually an, an old um, stat. Stat, so who even knows how big it is now? Um, but you are competing against so many things. So this is a great way that you can really help get your music out there and help grow your influence and audience at a very early stage. Because um, a lot of people's music are is great from the get-go. Yeah. But we have to wait until it reaches, you know, so many people before we ever even hear about it. So you can kind of cut out a small middle step with that. Is there a timeline of when they need those songs? So playlist pitching, uh, we usually recommend four weeks in advance. We can do crunch time things with two weeks. So if you have a song coming out or you have a song that's already come out, occasionally, if we have availability, we can do crunch time. But if we're talking ideal timeline, four to eight weeks before the song comes out is is optimal. That's where patience comes in again. That is where the patience comes in, I know. But you'll <laughs> you will thank us later. Yes, it the does pay game, off. The long game is really, really great. Yeah. For this week's artist highlight, we wanted to introduce you to Todd McVicker, created with a heart for connecting people to God through authentic lyrics and diverse sound. Todd McVicker's music will amplify the way you experience worship. His latest single, Lifeline, expresses itself in a very eclectic collection of sounds that will move you to think, feel, and move to a greater connection with God. Check it out today. Another checkpoint. Checkpoints? Is that what we're calling it? Checkpoint, checkmate. I like it. Yeah, I don't know what you call an individual point in a checklist. Uh, Yeah, I like checkpoint. Checkpoint, I like it. (laughs) I'm going to trademark that when this is over. Uh, The next checkpoint we would like to get to is talking about your artwork. Okay? Now, artwork, again, is a very tricky... situation in 2020 and that is because everybody feels like they are a graphic designer and everybody feels like they are a photographer thank you canva yeah i am an amazing designer thanks to them yes we're we're photographers we're social media managers and we're we're everything even though we just manage our own stuff yes uh and 
in that world, it's very tricky to understand what is necessary and what isn't. And I think something that's very important with artwork is the exact same thing like we were talking about earlier, once again, is understanding what it is you are wanting. Uh, If you have in your brain this avant-garde, very artsy painting that doesn't have you on the cover, it doesn't even have the title of the song on the cover, it doesn't have your name on it, it's just this really cool image, and that's what you want as an album cover. There's nothing wrong with that as long as you understand some of the uh, hurdles that that can cause. Because again, so many songs are sent in every single day and people are having to just go through song after song after song after song. And a lot of times, you know, the visuals are just as much apart as the audio is. And in some cases more so you have to pay very close attention to that. In some cases, whether you like it or not, a song has to have your face on the cover. And in another situation, if you are either having somebody make your artwork or you are making your artwork yourself, you have to do a few practical things like make sure that your name and the song title is very easy to read. You have to make sure that uh, there's no blurry images, that there's no weird colors that's making the font hard to see. And one trick that I've learned even recently is if you zoom out, Or if you take a screenshot and then you zoom out and you see the thumbnail of your artwork small, is it easy to make out the cover? And if it's not, then you may need to adjust that because you want to make sure that somebody who is flipping through not only can catch your uh, album cover very easily, but also can make it out with having to spend out a whole lot of energy to make out, well, what's the name? What's the picture? What's this? What's that? And you have to pay very close attention. There's nothing wrong with deciding to be more deep or more cheesy or more CCM or again, more Southern gospel, whatever it is, the style that you roll with. The idea is you have to know ahead of time because that will decide all of the decisions you make. Yeah. And another thing to consider is that the majority of people who listen to your your song, just like Tyler was saying, are only ever going to see it in thumbnail size. Yeah. Because we don't really live in the era of CDs anymore. So unless they're just like a devout fan or friend that sees the Instagram size of it Mm -hmm. when they visit your socials, the only thing they're ever going to see is that teeny tiny thumbnail on Spotify. So you want to make sure that in that size, it has an impact. For sure. Yeah. And we actually have a story of a recent client we've been working with and you know, like most artists, they're trying to save money where they can because making music is expensive. Super, And especially if you're marketing it. Exactly. In all facets, it's just a lot. And you, you almost have like a mini staff and it's just a lot to kind of navigate through. And so to try and cut some of the corners, they thought, well, maybe I can make some of these single covers myself. And we were going through the process of making sure they were getting it set up and their Spotify page was set up and all of these things were getting checked off. And we kind of realized that something that could create a hurdle for them would be their artwork. It's not because their artwork was ugly. It's not because their artwork didn't work and it didn't have a whole lot of awesome facets to it. But curators and are looking for very specific things. And so a lot of times you have to create for what people are looking for to make sure you don't create more hurdles for yourself than there already are. 40,000 songs, that's already a hurdle. What can we do to cut out as many hurdles as we can so we are not working against ourselves? Yeah, and working with the 
the taste at large. Yeah. So like there are specific things that whether we love it or hate it, the majority are drawn to. Yeah. And so just making sure that you're getting out as many barriers as possible. You're removing those uh, from from listeners clicking play. Absolutely. Yeah, and we, we actually teamed up with this client and, and worked out. We really believed in what they were doing, and their music was fantastic. And, and so we kind of worked out a deal where we could assist them however we could with their artwork. And on their first single, um, can you tell them what happened? On their very first single, they made New Music Friday Christian. And this is their this was their debut single. I think yeah. they'd had I think they'd done a previous project like years and years, but this was like a totally fresh start. For sure. They two weeks uh in within two weeks time had fifteen thousand streams. Yeah. Debut. So we're not talking I think they had like two followers on Spotify. Um and I really do believe that the artwork played a big part in that mm-hmm. because it really helped bring their sound uh, to life visually. Yeah. It was just a really cool, um, I don't know, it was a really cool cohesive uh, vision that got brought together. Yeah, and a lot of times uh, artists naturally, when they get to this phase, feel like you have to protect your vision. Well, this is this is what I believe. This is what I want to do. And this, you know, I don't feel like that's me. I feel like you know, I'm kind of subjecting myself to the pressures of Spotify, artist culture, and all of those things. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you have to understand that there is an honesty that's necessary in knowing that if you decide not to do that, there are additional hurdles. There are dis- You're making a decision. Absolutely. And, and we talk about this a lot. When artists come to us to discuss potentially creating a release strategy, Yeah. there is a trade-off there. Because with art... You really are, you know, you're wanting to stay true to your artistry, but you're also wanting to, you know, have a breakthrough with with your audience and everything. And what we really, what we want to see happen here is the marriage of artistry and strategy. Definitely. Where you're not forsaking either one, but you are making small sacrifices on both sides to be able to have that partnership. Absolutely. So knowing what you're sacrificing, just like Tyler was saying, if if you choose this painting you know, speaks the song, it is everything to me. That is awesome. And it is your song. You deserve to have that. If that's what speaks the loudest to you, go for it. But just know when you're choosing that, you are choosing the possibility that that will cut off certain listeners. Yeah. And you you have to also be careful. I, I know this is naturally something that people can fall into. You will think to yourself, well, it worked for this artist. Mm-hmm. Or this artist I really love, they have an avant-garde thing. Their picture's not on it. Their name's not on it. Yeah. And it's huge. Well, rules are different for different artists at different stages. Yeah. And so you kind of have to take all of that into consideration. And another story that I really think helps with this point is um, we heard one story uh, um, one time where there was a preacher who had been given a book deal. And they were working on a book. And the book was basically completed, and now all they had to do was work on the cover. And as they were working on the cover, the preacher was adamant, I do not want my picture on the cover. He was younger. He was like, I don't, I just think that's cheesy. I think that's like churchy in a way that I, I think is like not really my quote unquote brand. I, don't I want think, a cool cover. Yeah, I want a cool cover. I want it for somebody to look at it and it could fit in like, you know, architectural digest, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, the publisher kept telling them, we really, really, really advise you against that. We really need to have your face on the cover. Because 
when it comes to Christian book sales, there's a specific demographic that buys the most book. And those books that they buy need a face on the cover because that's what they react to. Yeah. And they went back and forth over and over and over and over and over again. And finally, he was unyielding. I do not want my face on this. I want a cool cover. And they were basically like, fine, you can have your cool cover. Yeah, I think the agent was like, okay, but understand you are not going to make any best-selling list because of this decision. Yes, and this isn't just some random preacher. This was a very well-known... Super popular. uh, ...with a huge audience preacher that made this statement. And the book released... And it did not do as well as expected. And it's very interesting to look back. And even though you look at the book, and in all honesty, the book does look very cool. Yeah. But you do see the reality of that um, people who are grinding this day in, day out are starting to notice patterns. And the patterns may very well change, but... You, you have to realize where the patterns are now and adapt accordingly. Yeah. And be will. I mean, that's a big, big thing to make. Like, I would rather, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know that it seems self-promotional to have your picture, but realizing, like, sometimes you just have to listen to the experts yeah. as much as you don't like that. I want to give one more quick example that doesn't have to do with style. For sure. So we had one artist um, send us their artwork. And this was uh, quite a long time ago. They sent us their artwork, and I instantly called Wisdom and was like, hey, um, these pictures seem a little bit different than what we normally get. Uh, And they were a little bit more on the, um, I don't know how to say it. It, They weren't risque, but they definitely weren't, you know, CCM turtleneck. Carrie Joe. Yes. They weren't like turtleneck, you know, like just totally pure, totally like wholesome photos. And I was like, hey. Or what we would assume is wholesome. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay, what like CCM sees as yeah. that. Um, of course, we all know everyone has different opinions. I know Lauren Daigle showed like a fourth of an inch of her stomach in a video, and that, you know, everyone has different opinions on that. <laughs> but um, these particular photos, I was like, I, I can see this being a major hurdle. So we instantly scheduled a meeting with the client because uh, I think we were kind of on a deadline. Mm-hmm. And we're just like, hey, I'm not sure if you're aware of like, you know, church culture Mm -hmm. very you know because not every christian artist is super enveloped in that um we believe this could be a hurdle for you and ultimately that artist had a real passion for reaching people that were rejected by the church and and being like listen jesus doesn't care about those kind of things like it's a passion for me to know that uh, people know that Jesus loves them exactly how they are and that you don't have to wear a turtleneck to be a Christian. Yeah. And because that was a value of, of this person, we were like, you know what? We fully support you. Absolutely. Because as long as you're aware you're making that trade, the choice is yours to make. Yeah. And and it's the right choice for you yeah. based on that. Yeah. And then that's easy when, when certain things don't succeed the way you would think they would or a certain audience doesn't understand it. it or get on board with it then you it's easier to make peace because you were like well i knew that going in that it's, that was a possibility exactly and i think that's one of the things we had and they were totally okay making the trade that possibly the average k-love listener wouldn't click play Absolutely. because that wasn't their ideal audience yeah and, and don't feel the pressure also where you're like man i really wanted to be artsy but now i guess i gotta have a lame picture of you know yeah. a school photo <laughs> on the cover. That's not reality. There are ways to mix it. There's the marriage element. Yes, but you, you have to understand the reality of things that are needed. Yeah. So another uh, checkpoint 
is going to be a blend of socials and awareness. Okay, now this is what I mean by that. A lot of times what will happen is an artist, the exact same way you will rush too quick to put something out without letting it go proper time to to curators and things of that nature, a lot of times we feel really weird about talking about it. So we don't set up our social medias to match, you know, hey, I've got a song coming and you giving little indications of, you know, here's maybe Teasers. a yeah, a teaser of the album cover, a teaser of the song, or here's some of the lyrics that are in the chorus, things of that nature, because we don't want to be too salesmany. We're so paranoid about all the people are gonna be like, Oh, can you believe so and so is just so obsessed with herself and her music? Yeah. And you really have to overcome that barrier. And that's two-sided coin. I think the first side is understanding that you've got to put things out. People have got to know a song is coming out. You can't just one day be like, hey, by the way, if you're not doing anything, go to Spotify. I just Uh, released a song. Unless you're Beyonce, okay? That's true. But then she also has a team that handles that for her. So it's, you know. And she's already reached this status. Because I think everyone, just like you were saying, has like these exceptions they can point to. Mm -hmm. And Taylor dropped an album with 12 hours notice, Taylor Swift. And we're not... If you are there, you exceptions are yours. Yeah. If you're not there yet, those don't necessarily work. Mm-hmm. And uh, the flip side of that coin is also realizing when the song is out, you still need to talk about it. This is one of the biggest things we run into with artists is they'll talk two, three, four weeks ahead of the release. This album is coming out. This single is coming out. I'm so excited. And then, you know, all day on that Friday, it's like a thousand posts about this song. Never talk about it again. Crickets. And you you never remind people. The way you have to understand how right now social media algorithms work, the likelihood that people will not even see your yeah. post that a song is out is high. Yeah. That, could depend, that could depend on what day of the week you post about it, what time of that day of that week that you post about it. it there's so many facets that even if you only have 50 followers on Instagram, it is still possible they would not see your post. And even if that follower only follows you and like 50 other people, the algorithm, the way it works is so tricky and ever changing. You have to be talking about your release. Find a new way to talk about it. Do a Facebook Live and do an acoustic version mm-hmm. of it. Do a Facebook, uh, do an Instagram stories and talk about why you wrote the song yeah. or do, you know, when you're in the studio, you know, record it on Instagram reels and be like, we're so excited to be working with this producer. And there's so many facets and ways you can involve your social media and awareness for people that you, you change your Facebook cover image. You, yeah. you know, there's so many things, but again, people do not know you have music out unless you tell them there yeah. is no you know, record label that is Googling you to work on your behalf. You have to find ways that work for you, whether that be hiring an agency or maybe you can do half of it and the other half you kind of have to hire out. You have to find ways that work for you with who you want to be as an artist, with what kind of music you feel comfortable with releasing and accepting anything that comes in your way with that and moving forward. Yeah. And there are creative ways to do that. Even as you were talking about that, I was thinking, if you feel weird going on Instagram live and talking about yourself for 20 minutes, get your outgoing friend to go live with you and ask you questions in an interview format. Very true, yeah. You know, like, you you can get really creative with something, doing this, but in a way that works for you. This doesn't have to feel inauthentic or feel weird. You can make this work and feel totally true to you. Absolutely. And we have an artist that we're interviewing next week that's going to give some examples of how they did that. Yeah, definitely. And... 
you know, maybe you are listening to this and you feel really confident in one of these checkpoints and then the rest, you're like, I don't even know where to start. And wherever you fall in the equation, if you have questions, if you feel like I need help, I don't even really, even the whole idea of knowing what I want, I don't even really know how to figure that out. Where do I start? Uh, We got some good news for you. We are launching today. 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 Oh my goodness. This has been in the works and it's so exciting. Marketing with Wisdom is launching a sister branch company called, get this, Christian Music Marketing. Boom. We are going to offer so many exciting new services, amazing case studies, tips, tricks, everything. Everything you could want is going to be all in this one platform. You can follow us on Instagram at Christian Music Marketing. You can go there today. There's going to be so many cool surprises coming out. And some amazing ways um, to take advantage of our services. Yeah. And we want to talk to you there. You can schedule a consultation. You can fill out a form for a song review. I mean, there are so many cool things you can do. Yeah. And, you know, plus if you're like, I love this. Is there anything else? I want to dive as deep as I can. I really want to ingest myself in doing this because if I'm going to do it, I want to do it the right way. There is no better place than the Artist Mentorship. Yeah. If you go to theartistmentorship.com, uh, lucky for you, if you use the promo code podcast, you get 50% off your first month. Our gift to you. Yes. And there's so many things in there. Everything from talking about playlist pitching, everything to songwriting and, uh, you know, artistry and becoming who, you know, you want to be. And maybe you're not there now, but you have a little bit of a goal and you want to figure out that goal better, especially find out a roadmap to get there. Uh, mm-hmm. The Artist Mentorship is there to help. Yeah. And if you're living the budget life and you're like, all these things sound amazing, but I'm not at the stage where I can do an agency yet. Yeah. The artist mentorship is amazing. Yeah. I mean, seven day free trial, 50% off. You can get on there and we live in the YouTube era. And I'm sure you guys have all heard this said by so many people, but in the YouTube and Google area that we live in, there is no excuse um, for not having enough to do what you need to do. Definitely. You can get on there. You can, you could go through all of these videos, learn incredible things and put them to use. Do it hustling out yourself until you have the budget. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think this has been a fantastic episode. Me too. I think you did a fantastic job. You too. I no, hope you I guys think Candy did better. Let's just be honest, guys. No. Kennedy did way better. But it's okay. I am confident in who God made me to be, and I am not ashamed. So let us know where you are listening from. Rate us, review, tell your Follow friends us about us. Absolutely. At Christian Music Marketing, we want to see you today. There are so many exciting things, and maybe you'll see familiar faces on there. hey See you soon. Thank you for listening to the Artist Mentorship Podcast. Powered by Marketing with Wisdom. For more information on our Artist Mentorship program, please visit theartistmentorship.com.